Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always, bright and early this morning, well, not too, too early spread. What time is it there? That's uh, about 9.55 a.m. Well, that's nice. You got your, uh, your rock star in hand. What flavor we got this morning? Oh, no, I'm skipping it this morning, so. Um, wow. I might the not be as rock star are really disappointed. Uh, this isn't good for our chances of getting an ad from them, buddy. You got to <laughs> stick with it. Anyway, well, maybe we'll do better next time. And uh, you heard him chuckling there. Jorge's with us today. Um, how was Grandpa's birthday? Oh, it was awesome, man. He had a great time. We saw a bunch of family and cousins came out, so it was, uh, it was a blast. And we had a few glasses of wine and then went out afterwards as well. That sounds very, very excellent. Well, let's dive into Budapest. We got a chance to recap last week and um, talk a little bit about Dubai. I'm going to just skip over Dubai. Anybody that, that listened and followed some of Spread and I's advice is having a rough start to the morning, so hopefully things will turn around and do better. But um, diving into the other tournament we have this week in Budapest, we have kind of an up-and-down field, not some of the biggest names, but a lot of young and up-and-comers or names you see in some of the lower ranks that are more exciting to watch. Um, you know, Jorge, since you're fresh, why don't you dive in here? I know there was a couple names you saw that we were really excited, and you had some thoughts on the draw in general. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, my first reaction here is that the top half is probably where you're going to want to avoid taking any futures. Um, there's three really you know solid indoor players up there, but can also be inconsistent. Um, in Van Utvank, Zvonareva, and Alexandrova. They all have lower numbers. Um, Alexandrova is a co-favorite, 5-1. to one. Uh, Van Utvank and Zvonareva, 7-8-1, and eight to one, and they play each other first round. So, I mean, you may as well just avoid the outright there and bet that match for, you know, what could be a, a flip or you could get value if you if you like Zvonareva. Um, so, I, I really like the bottom half here. I think there's some intriguing young players. I'm not too big on the chances of someone like Olga Danilovic who really hasn't shown off of clay that that she's you know can do it on all surfaces so looking at the bottom half I like the youngster Anastasia Potapova she's had uh, success indoors when she was uh, coming up last year throughout the circuit and my pick for this week has to be Marketa Vondrasova uh, down on that bottom half she's four it's a 14 to 1 number uh, I think talent wise uh, she might be the best player in this field. And we're getting her as the 10th favorite at 14-1. to 1. She plays a qualifier first round. She's in the easier half of the draw. And she's had success when she broke out two years ago in the 2017 season. She had a ton of success indoors and actually won um, WTA event um, at the international level. So she's this is the kind of event she has won can win. Yeah, I love her as well, sitting at fourteen to one. What do you think, Spread? Is um, you following on along here? Yeah, I put Vondrasova in my bracket as well, independently of Jorge. I filled it out before we talked. I know he said that he had that someone that he uh, he liked, and it's just funny that it ended up being the same person. Obviously, we talk a lot and stuff, so probably has something to do with it. Uh, question for Jorge, real quick. So, if they are both able to get past their qualifiers, we'll have Vondrasova and Blinkova here in the second round. Um, and obviously, you know, with this being the smaller international event going up against the Premier in Dubai, we're not getting the, the best-named players. So we were joking around about Blinkova being a favorite. Um, do you want to remind the listeners kind of like some of Blinkova's strengths and weaknesses and maybe what we could look forward to if they play in the second round? Yeah, Blinkova is one of those players, um, to, you know, one of the typical youngsters out there who can really hit a clean and, and, and strike the ball really well. Um the problem, of course, with 
just about everyone on the WTA, I would I would suggest is that the, the consistency is still building. But when she does get in a role uh, and she has a good match, she is really tough to beat. And we've seen her this year, um, you know, beat some players where she was underdog. She was underdog to Sevastova in Doha, and she won that match. Um, I believe the the Stozer match was lined fairly closely. Um, so she, she's she's got a pedigree of beating player uh, players. She beat uh, Shui Zhang in Hobart this year. Um, so she's definitely one to watch. But you know she's uh, she's the other co-favorite here. I don't like the outright number, and I just think that Marketa Vondrasova is is a little too crafty and, and has a more well-rounded game. And um, I think that's that would that would come through for her against uh, Blinkova. So what do you think, Spur? Are there any other names that stick out to you as value? I know we're all kind of on board with Von Drusova here. Um, were there any other good numbers you saw? Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, Jorge had mentioned earlier, but it was Potapova at 33-1. to 1. Um, I think that's a great number to look at. And um, I was kind of surprised to see uh, Serena Cercia have the same number as Von Drusova as well at 14-1. to 1. And um, she's on the favorable half of the draw as well. So I was also looking at her. Yeah, there's there's not too much else. I know, um, again, Jorge hit on Potapova. I really like that at 33-1. to 1. Von Drusova at 14-1. to 1. The only name in the top half I'd really consider is Ekaterina Alexandrova. Um, she is one of the favorites here at 5-1. to 1. Um, The top half is tough, but her partner the top half isn't too bad here. She gets a qualifier in the first round. Um, than a young a young player, she should certainly be better than probably in the second round. Maybe Parmentier in the third, yeah. um, and then maybe Van Udvank. But that's not too bad of a draw. Now that said, five to one, I don't really lo- love that. I think if I could get maybe seven or eight to one, something like that would be a little bit better. Um, you know, Jorge, what number would you be looking for to take Alexandra over this weekend? Uh, I think I think her path is is precisely why we're seeing that number deflated a bit. Um, or that price be a little more expensive on the outright market because, I mean, it is it is going to be, um, like, I mean, Parmentier is the toughest player in her quarter, and that's not really a contest indoors if she's playing uh, super well. And Aron Sarus and Fiona Farrow shouldn't really trouble her either. Um, I, I would I would want, even with this draw, I would want at least an 8-to-1 number there. I can't, I can't bet a, a woman who's that inconsistent to win five straight matches um at five to one it's just you know you're you're basically betting on Ekaterina Alexandrova to have a five match win streak at at five to one I mean how many times has she ever done that (laughs) like in her career it's just not often so um I I need much better odds because she's proven that it's extremely hard for her to do uh so I'd, I'd pass on her I think spread actually talked me into a Kirstea bet. I'm just going to load up on the bottom half, take three or four of these girls with big numbers. Kirstea plays uh, a home turf wild card in Anna Bondar, who's been playing 25K events on the ITF circuit in North America. Um, I only know this because she played Francoise Abanda a few times, you know, the Canadian. Um, and then she's got uh, Krunich or Korpach. Korpach is a clay player. Krunich is, a, is on a terrible run. And then a Petkovic or Potapova. I mean, Petkovic can hit, but she's you know she's not anyone too too intimidating. I think I like that as well. Petkovic stood out to me when I first looked, but I don't like her draw at all. 
I think she's got a really tough. Like, talk about Alexandrova has an easy draw. I don't think Petkovic got a very good draw Agreed. at all. Totally agree. Bogdan in the first round is not going to be terribly easy. Potapova in the second, probably Cersei in the third round. That's that's a little bit rough, but I like this idea of kind of grabbing three names with pretty decent odds. You get two 14 to ones and then Potapova at 33 to one. There's a good chance you're holding the ticket in the finals, of, you know, one of those three tickets once we get to the finals. So I think all three of those are pretty good. Any other names that, that we think we may be tacking on? Anything else to cover here from an outright perspective? Well, yeah, no. If I'm, if I'm, uh, you know, person, I'm throwing down uh, a, a full unit now on Vondrasova. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tail spread at that price. I'm gonna put a full unit on Kirstea too, and then I'm gonna throw a half unit on Potapova. That gives me three chances to get someone to the final. And if it's like Van Utvank in the final, um, I'll get, you know, I, I would think that. Vondrasova Van Utvank would be lined fairly close and I can easily hedge um, for for a good chunk of that. Um, I, I think those three players should all be around, you know, 10 to 1. The, the players in the top half should not even be close to 5 to 1. I think those are the three that I would stick with. Any objections, spread? No, and I'm actually surprised now that we mentioned uh, AVU that she isn't the, the favorite of the whole deal. I don't. I don't know why they put Blinkova and Alexandrova. I think it's that tough first round match. ABU. She's got yeah. Zvana Raver right away. That, that yeah, must that be it, right? And and the yeah, it's, it's a tough path for the defending champion for sure. We're, and I know we we want to get into um, you know previewing. We don't have numbers for the first round, so we're going to try and you know get listeners some some in some perspective on what where we could see some value that that they can pounce on and. That's a match to watch. I think you start there because the implication of the 7-1 to outright versus 8-1 to outright when they play each other in the first round is that they're going to line that pretty evenly. Is it not? How, yeah, how can I totally Van Utvank be a huge favorite in the head-to-head match, but then in the outright market, they're just 7-8-1? and to There isn't a ton. Of, these were just released, right? These lines were released this morning. This is not a market that's been mm-hmm. open and taking money. And, been, and you know, it's, this isn't a money market right now. It's still fairly... The bookies laying out some sort of predictive uh, measurement, so I don't understand how they won't, how they can't line Zvonareva, Van Utvank almost, you know, minus one fifteen to to even money um, in favor of Van Utvank, and I think that could that that'll be really interesting to see because I could make a case for betting either player in that spot. I think that would be a pass for me, but uh, anything above a, like a plus one forty, I think you have to play Zvonareva. Totally agree. And it's an interesting idea that might be there. If you think you have an edge or really like either player in that matchup, just take the outright. Right. Um, whoever advances there has a pretty easy pathway the rest of the way through. You know, worst case scenario, they get a, um, Alexandrova in the third round if she's kept it together for that long. Um, it's a really interesting match there. All right, so from an outright perspective, we've got a unit on Vondrasova, a unit on Cersei, and half a unit on Potapova. You guys ready to dive into some of the first round matchups? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, we don't have numbers, unfortunately. Like Jorge was saying, um, the draw is, is pretty fresh, and the market really hasn't opened up with too many numbers. But let's go through a couple matches. You know, we talked a little bit about Van Udvank and Zvonareva. I know Jorge and I think that should be matched pretty, priced pretty evenly. Uh, and I agree, if we get plus 140 or so on, on Zvonareva, that sounds good. How about you, Spread? Are you on board with that, or did you think it may be a different number at all? Yeah, that one you'd have to go to. Uh, I'd be looking for the plus money there because it's hard for me right now to identify like an edge either way. If they were, at, if it's if it's lined 
fairly close to even, which we expect, I, I won't be putting a play on that match. Okay. Yeah, that's I'd agree, I'd agree with that. I think I would, I could make a case for, like, if I were to do my write-ups like I do for my subscribers, I would, I would be able to write up why I think Zvonareva could be value in a spot to plus 110. I could also say minus 115 on Van Utvink indoors against anyone at an international 280 event uh, where the top players aren't present is a good price to take. Um, it, it's I've, I don't think I've ever seen... <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen that much where I think that, you know, in a weird way, both players present value. And it, it's weird because it, it it's literally counterintuitive. It's not possible that in a market with with margins that the bookies take a chunk of the money they're both valuable but it, it's that's why i would lay off is i would just confuse myself thinking where is the value here they both look to have some reason to bet them they totally agree it'll be tough but if, again if we see a big plus number it'll be hard not to grab that um next match down here we've got danilovich playing a qualifier um do either of you guys know if we have any good qualifiers this week i didn't get a chance to look at that field I saw a couple of them. Let me pull it up real quick. Okay. Again. Yeah, I think if if, if Isseline Bonaventure's in that spot, I mean, they're still qualifying doesn't end till tomorrow either. So none of the women that are playing qualifiers play until at least Tuesday. They just started qualifying today. Um, names that pop for me, if they make it through, Bonaventure's playing Teichman. I like her to get through. She could be tough for Danilovic. Uh, Iga Sviatek, the young Polish... A uh, player that really turned uh, turned heads last year uh, has a strong serve. Uh, Georgina Garcia Perez, who you know is you know in that top 100, top 150, solely because she does well at indoor uh, high level ITF events. Only reason why her ranking is where it is. So she could be a tough one in an international event first round. And uh, Natalia Vikliantseva uh, as well, uh, the the Russian. And uh, Anna Kalinskaya is playing right now, but she's down. Um, as a heavy favorite, she's down to Arena Rodionova, so she probably won't even make it through the qualifying field, but she could be dangerous if she were to. Yeah, there's a couple solid names there, and I know we don't really like Danilovich on on this surface, so um, if we get a chance to bet any of those as dogs, are you guys looking at any of them, possibly? Yeah, um, I just want to see, you know, not against Blinkova. I would probably leave that match alone entirely because Blinkova, you know, has her struggles with consistency she could lose too i'd i also wouldn't touch against alexandrova I'm, the two qualifiers playing each other would be would be really interesting i think danilovich is the spot to isolate that's what i was thinking back a quality i kind of like actually any of those four names you mentioned playing her um I, i'd be curious to see what the line is my guess is danilovich would be a favorite maybe just based on the name or or, or something but that'll be an interesting spot Let's see, next match I've yeah. got here, we've got Stoller and Brangle. My guess is Stoller will be a decent-sized favorite. Spread, do you have any thoughts on this? I No, I actually, I don't. I was actually curious to, on, on your guys' ideas on this. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't, I've seen Brangle play in a little bit, so I'm not as familiar with her strengths and weaknesses off the top of my head. She's a pure, unadulterated pusher. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, I mean, there is no sir. She's, I hate, I cannot stand watching Madison Brangle matches. Um, and I, I disagree. I don't think she's, I think she's going to be, a, a, she, I think she's going to be a favorite here, uh, Noops. I do. I think she'll be like a minus That's interesting. I don't mean, I don't have anything nice to say about either one of them from a performance standpoint. Right. You know, Fanny Stoller is very nice to watch, but that's about it. Um, yeah. This exactly. is, this is a I stay think, away from me probably all around. I think it depends on 
if Brangle's a favorite, how big of a favorite she is or becomes as the money comes in might entice me into Stolar, but Stolar, put it this way, Brangle bothers players like Jeannie Bouchard with her ball retrieving consistency, because even though Jeannie's improved on, um, you know, her, her down years, she still struggles to hit seven or eight shots to hit through these players, and Brangle beat her last week in Doha qualifying. Um, Stolar's like Jeannie, but not as good. So I think Brangle could really frustrate her. If Brangle's plus money here, um, I, I almost feel like it, she'd be the play. I just hate cheering for Madison Brangle to win tennis matches. <laughs> that makes me actually really like Brangle a lot. It's really hard for you to say anything nice about her, it sounds like. Um, yeah, I, it's hard for me to say nice things about anyone, but you know, particularly <laughs> Madison Brangle. Well, we'll look for that. And if she comes out as an underdog, maybe we'll see a play there. Um, next match I'm looking here, Katarina Kozlovia. Johanna Larson again not nothing really I think here to get too excited about um, I assume the line will be pretty close so I, I don't think that I really care um, any thoughts from either of you guys I think this is actually one of the better first round matches in this tournament you mean um, you mean in terms of it, it being close oh you're being sarcastic okay. no, no I just think it's being competitive like, competitive no should, yes yeah. yeah it should be it should be close um, they're one and one head to head they've they've both of those were three years ago, though. Um, and Kozlova is one that I kind of had hopes for um, when she, you know, when she was up and coming. But she she hasn't really improved to me that much in the last year or two. She's kind of just seems to be stuck at this international, you know, right between the international and ITF level. So uh, I think this match could be competitive. I probably will not be wagering on it. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I'd say he's. I would agree with spread in the sense that it will be one of the closer matches um, of the first round. That being said, these women are both borderline going into anaphylactic shock having to play on indoor hard courts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I yeah, I, if you place a bet on this match, if I see Betfair Exchange, if I see this match at, near the beginning have more like than fifty thousand dollars matched on it, I'm going to seriously question you know the level of intelligence of the tennis betting community do not bet on this match on indoor hard courts unless one opens up a steep steep dog these two should be lined evenly they're both terrible uh, indoor hard court players uh, they're both not even great on outdoor hard courts um so they should be priced evenly if they're not then go bet it if someone's like a plus 200 here neither of these women deserves to be that big of a favorite well, I'm just really, really excited for the Kozlova, Larson, and or Stoller Brangle match in the following round. What a really, really <laughs> fantastic chunk of this bracket. Um, the next match, Pauline Parmentier playing Anna Kanju as a wild card. Um, now, I don't know too much about Kanju, but I love feigning Parmentier. Um, is that going to be a good idea here, Jorge? I I want to I want to say yes. Um, I tried betting Kanju in her first match back. Um, she was she's a top she made it to the top 20 in the world and she's still very very young um, so that injury was was devastating I saw her retire here in Toronto in the summer I believe of 2017 yeah odd years or the women are here yep and um, she's a very very good player she's got a big game big serve she actually moves decently well uh, she's only 21. Um, but she's dipped to 547 in the world. I'm sure she'll be on protected ranking because, you know, the WTA introduced a special ranking this year um, for some tournaments. Here, I believe she's a wild card, so that, you know, gives her a tournament to save having to use one of those um, injury exemptions. Uh, I, I I would love to try um, fading Parmentier here, 
I just don't I don't know if Kanyu's ready. I, I paid the price for that today with Sarah Irani, who only had one match back, and she looked fine and then lost lost her legs. So, um, you know, we saw St. Petersburg, Kanyu as a plus 210 dog. I, I was on her against Kalinskaya, lost four and five. Uh, she played Fed Cup, but didn't play anyone good, and then lost to Martin Kova in Ternava uh, last week. Uh, seven six six four. So she's playing competitive close matches again. Um, I just don't know how she'll be against Parmenti, who's a little bit steadier. So what number would you need? I'd probably want plus one seventy five, plus two hundred, and I might. And you know, we we might get that. We might yeah, get that, that. that. That would be really interesting. What do you think here, spread? Any angles? Yeah, I don't think uh, Kanju's ready yet. I think I don't think that her form is back. I think it's going to take her a little longer. Um, to get back into form and as much as you know we enjoy fading Parmentier this is the type of match that um, she usually excels in and that's how even though we don't really rate her that high I'm looking she's ranked 55 I mean I, I would have thought yeah. I can't she's believe she's the third the seed Didn't she... but it's because she wins matches like these exactly and, and you know what it is you see these women Madison Brangle is a top 100 player why because look at her draw here she, she does well in the ITF tour uh, annoying the hell out of erratic hitters and then she enters an international event like this and then her section is you know Fanny Stolar her Katarina Kozlova and Joanna Larson she's basically if she can annoy Stolar and, and Stolar doesn't hit extremely cleanly she's in the quarterfinals of a WTA event like it's, it's almost not fair it's wild it's absolutely wild um so we'll, we'll take a look at that. I think you're right, Hori, though. If it comes across, if I see plus 200 or like a, the Magic plus four and a half games or so, I'll, I'll be very interested in that. Yeah, I mean, Parmenti, this, she won Quebec, right? Uh, I, I, I was just pulled up Explorer, and I knew she had won something in the last, um, not including the offseason, the past five or six months of tennis, and it was uh, September. She went to Quebec City, beat Kudermatova, Mikhail, Lepchenko, Watson, and Pagula. That's something I'd expect to see in, you know, Chicago at the Indian Wells Challenger Oracle Series. Not at a... Yeah, that's a 125K event to me, not a uh, an international. Um, and I think Quebec City is going to be in trouble uh, in the years to come. Um, I think I've heard rumors uh, of Tennis Canada potentially selling that license. So uh, the week of... It might move to the week of New Haven um, and take over from New Haven, but it's not a great event but she won it that's 280 points in the bank and you know you, you bank one win and then you have one or two good runs at a premier event where you have a good draw and you get lucky and you're top 50 on the wta right that seems to be the plan um so we'll see how that that goes jumping to the next match here we've got Roos playing pharaoh what do you think here spread who'd be the favorite hmm Roos and pharaoh huh <laughs> My reaction exactly. Uh, I feel like we'd seems we'd... like it'd be pretty easily. I think I would. I think I would favor Roos, but she hasn't been playing very well lately. Yeah, neither one of them. They're zero three both in their last couple matches, Fed Cup and yeah. some of the smaller tournaments. I know we sound like broken records here at this point, but probably something pretty close to even. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not not too much to say here or get excited about. Um, Alexandra. Yeah, Fiona Farrow, she of the one who I had two units on Barthol to cover in Wawin. She won the first set 6-1, and I thought I was gold. 
Thanks a lot for winning that second 6-1, Fiona, than losing outright again. <laughs> Freaking useless. I hate her for that. She actually played well in that second set, but you know I've seen her play one good set maybe ever. So, um, Arancharus is decent serve. She's that tall. She can serve down. Um, maybe that plays well here. So I, I would lean her being the favorite as well. Um, but Pharaoh did okay indoors last year. Uh, I I wonder, you know, she's another one. With all these young girls like Pharaoh and even Blinkova, you want to look up their stats against lefties because there are a fair few lefties in this field. Um, if Iseline Bonaventure comes through as a qualifier, she's a lefty. If, you know, Aran Charus is a lefty. Marketa Vondrasova is a lefty. There's a lot of spots in this field where you do have to do your research because it is a different animal. And we've mentioned it before, but it really is. So that'll be a tough match to pick, but I, th I think you're right. Pharaoh will be a little more fun, I think, if she comes out of that. Um, I, I think that if I were to bet it, and I'm not going to, but I think I would take Roos. All right, we'll see what the line looks yeah, like. I agree. I agree with both those statements. <laughs> Next is we've got Alexandrova versus a qualifier. We think she'll advance. Pekovic versus Anna Bogdan. I expect Pekovic to be a fairly decent favorite here. My guess is in the range of like minus 160, maybe even as deep as minus 180. Um, any angles here for you, Jorge, on this match? Now, though these are two women who, on their day, can can win as plus two hundred dogs against a top twenty player. Um, but the reason why they're not twenty top twenty players is themselves, uh, because those days don't come around very often, right? So, uh, I get two erratic, unpredictable women like this. I will gladly pass on this match. Um, you're hearing a lot of us say us say that a lot. I think uh, we really like the outright markets in that bottom half, but some of these individual matches are gonna be are gonna be stinky. Yeah, totally agree. Anything to add, spread? Yeah, I, I kind of like Pekovic here. We had mentioned that Bogdan had pretty good hardcourt numbers, right? She did last year, but if, uh, that was kind of about halfway through the year when I pull in the second half of the year and start to look at it. She ends up being pretty mediocre to below average, frankly. Yeah, yeah relative well, to the odds she's usually lined as, her numbers look all right. That's what I would, I would say that, like, her numbers aren't great, but when she's a plus 250 dog consistently against, like, a 30th ranked player, then, you know, yeah, there's, there's a reason to, to, to think about it. Talk yourself into a bad it, yeah. I don't think we'll see yeah, that Yeah, I'm looking. Though. I don't think Bogdan's won a match here in, in 2019. That kind of worries me. Um, if we get Pekovic at, at minus 150 or less, I, I think I'd be interested in taking a Pekovic play here. Yeah, I'd be surprised we see that. My guess is that match will be lined probably in a, in a spot where we won't be interested in either party. Um, next match is pretty interesting. It's, it's been a tough road for Bogdan. I mean, Pavlyuchenkova, I mean, she got annihilated in that match, the, the double carb. And then uh, Anjabur, who was on a roll. Remember me and uh, me, you and I played her noobs. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, spread warned us. Jabour finished off well last year. Could carry over. And sure enough, once she lost that first set tiebreak, she folded. Then the young kid Sviatek at the Aussie Open. Yep. Th th that that those are tough draws, man. Sviatek's one of the best young players on tour. Jabour was on fire and can really hit the ball. And Pavlyuchenkova, obviously, this year has been sort of a renaissance to start the year. It would be interesting to see what she could do. You're right. She's had a tough start to the year, but Pekovic should probably be able to outclass her there. Um, next match, pretty. In I think this is actually one of the more interesting first-round matchups. Potapova playing Heather Watson. You know, we'll have an outright on Potapova, but do we have any concerns here about Heather Watson in the first round? Hmm. I mean, I, I personally don't look at it. It's... 
from a number, from my numbers perspective, Potapova is better, but not kind of way ahead of where Watson is. But I would expect her to advance without too much trouble. Um, any hangups for you here, Jorge? Uh, this no, not not for the outright. I'm confident Potapova wins this. Um, first of all, form. Um, second, indoors last year. You know, zero and one, two and two, three and three for uh, for Heather Watson the last three years. She has played about. 10 or 11 matches in three years indoors. Uh, Potapova last year was uh, five and four. She went to, uh, it wasn't, sorry, it wasn't a deep, I was thinking of another young Russian. She she went to the final of an ITF event indoors, beating uh, Gasparian, Rodina, and Nicolescu along the way before losing to Lapko in the final. So that's basically an international field. Like I would argue that ITF event, her road was tougher than Parmentier winning the WTA International in Quebec um, tournament. So uh, I do think it's applicable. I think she's a good indoor player. She's proven she can beat uh, hitters and, and and whatnot. And Heather Watson's form is uh, it's it's awful. Like she's out of the top 100 now. Um, she went to the semis in Quebec last year and lost to Parmentier. But uh, she beat Nicolescu, a, f- a teenage Canadian kid, Layla Annie Fernandez, who just went to the Aussie Open uh, Junior Girls Final, and Rebecca Marino, who was returning and hasn't done much outside of win small ITF events. So I, she lost to Roberta Vinci last year indoors, and she lost to Machova in Luxembourg. There's nothing that indicates to me that Heather Watson should be a threat, and if if they have, you know, kind of the nerve to, to line this even remotely close, I'll probably be doubling down on my outright with a, a Potapova ML um, first-round bet. What do you think, Spread? Any, any positive things to say about Heather Watson? You know what? I like Heather Watson, but Jorge's spot on as far as her recent form. It's just it just hasn't been she just hasn't been playing well. And I mean I wish I knew the reason. I it's it's funny when you watch her matches you don't necessarily see um something that's that's obvious about the the, the reason that she's playing so poorly and, and what she needs to do to fix it. It's just she just basically lacks consistency at this point. And when you give away this many Three points to your opponent it's very hard to win unless you are just you know two or three classes above them and for unfortunately she's not unless she gets the only time she ever looks that way is in the qualifiers yeah. you know and they'll get in the qualifiers she's able to overcome run force errors and still win but um against any you know basically wta level players she just doesn't have the consistency to win right now so um yeah i think potopova is a good play here yeah last sure. year i'll say going into the 2018 season against danielle lau Okay, she was in QR1. Um, she struggled. It wasn't an easy straight set, sets win, but the straight sets uh, price on that, I believe, was um, even money. And that was one of my first bets of the year. I couldn't believe it because in my head, I had seen Heather Watson as the girl from a few years back who is really developing, becoming a solid Brit- uh, British player. But, um, you know, <laughs> I think I mis- misinterpreted that a bit too because it wasn't – it was an ugly – um, a year for her, and and she does generally do well in qualies, but man, she's uh, this year even in qualies she's taken a step back. So it's you know it's regression. Last year it seems like there's been regression. This year so far, not not a good look for her. Hopefully we see things turn around, but not quite in this particular spot. Um, next match, Cersei's playing a wild card here, Bondar. I don't know too much about Anna Bondar. Um, Jorge Spread, do you know do you know anything about her game? Honestly, I do not. Honestly, you know, this is one of the players that's going to trip me up here. I've seen uh, her name and results um, 
like I said, she played a band, I think, twice already this season um, in, was it Sunrise or Surprise or, or one of the, the ITF events in Florida. They were going around the state of Florida playing ITFs, uh, and she was she played uh, a band a couple times. So I I'd, I'd followed her results because she was playing a Canadian, but I didn't get to watch any of it. So I'd, I'm honest to God, I'm not too, too familiar with uh, with with her game. She had a great start to the season of those lower-level tournaments. She won a clay tournament in Daytona Beach and then made it to the finals in a, another clay tournament in Plantation, Florida, um, obviously playing all much lower-level players. Um, let me see the highest rank here. I think it is a Bonda at 221. The next one that's closest is Grace Min at 238. So winning matches, but winning matches on clay against inferior talent. So this shouldn't be a problem at all for Cersei. No, I... I, I don't think we're going to see a, a line that's even remotely playable either um and the problem with Serana Kirstea is that you can't even really play her spreads um because she she can win 6-4 2-6 6-4 against you know as a, as a minus 700 favorite um or she could win 6-love six 6-love six but you're basically guessing who shows up and why why put your money down on a guess like that when when you can have better more informed bets in other in other sections of of both here in Dubai Totally agree. I think it'll be a stay away. She'll be a pretty big favorite. Anything to add before we move on to the next match spread? Nope. All right, we've got Krunich playing Corpatch here. My guess is Krunich will be the favorite because she's the seed, but I'm not terribly interested in either one of these women. Um, what do you think, Jorge? Is, is Krunich going to be a pretty big favorite here? Is there any – do you see a, a situation where there's any value at all in this match? I, I do. I think – if Krunich, because of her form, I think this is one where you might see Krunich open a big favorite, as you suggested, and people who like to heavily factor form into their handicap push the market um, to making her price more and more attractive. And if she hits somewhere in the minus 135, minus 130 area, I'd be tempted to take it. I think this is a great chance for her to turn what's been, you know, more than just the start to this season, her end of last season was awful uh, i think this is a chance for her to turn it around in a tournament like this against a player like Corpatch. and um yeah i think she opens a big favorite but that's one i would i would tell people our listeners to monitor um you know if you have pinnacle or you have odds portal and you want to set odds alerts for when it reaches a certain number that's what i do this is one of those matches i do it with because i think we might see that number get better and better and uh, you don't want to miss that before the match starts what do you think, Spread? Are we going to get a chance to bet Krunich? You know what? I'll be honest. I don't know Corpatch's game well enough um, to see how she matches up. I actually kind of like Krunich's game, but she hasn't been playing very well at all lately. Um, so this is definitely a stay away for me. Yeah, we'll see. If we get it pretty close to even like Jorge was talking about, again, a minus 130, minus 140 even, that starts to become maybe a little more attractive. Um Next two matches, Von Drusova and Blinkova playing qualifier. Shouldn't be too much trouble. Um, what do you guys think of that second round matchup, Blinkova and Von Drusova? I know that we've got the Von Drusova outright. Are there any concerns about her playing Blinkova there in the second round? Uh, I, I like I like Von Drusova there. I think if Blinkova's a favorite, that's another spot where I might double down. And I know most people, that's like a cardinal rule. Don't double down on the outrights. Just if you think she's going to win, let the outright ride um, and don't bother hedging. But 
I think she's going to open a dog, and I just think she's going to be too much for Blinkova. She's too steady. She plays good defense. She has, um, you know, some spin. She's got a good serve. Uh, if she can use that lefty serve out wide and make Blinkova reach, she'll she'll dictate points on serve and keep Blinkova out of a hitting, uh, a big hitting pattern. I like the game script. I like the matchup, um, and I just I like the ta- the. the the talent difference. I think right now Vondrasova is a better player. I will hammer Vondrasova if she's plus money in that matchup. What do you think, Spread? I mean, I agree with Jorge, but I'd also be careful because um, I think if Blinkova is playing close to her best and Vondrasova doesn't have her best day, I, I could easily see Blinkova um, coming out on top here. I don't think it's as open and shut. I know it's a good matchup um, for Vondrasova, but if she doesn't play her best, I think Blinkova you know, does have uh, the game to overcome and not 100% Vondrasova. So uh, I do, like I said, I favor Vondrasova, but I'm not as open and shut with it as Jorge is. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to be on board, especially if we get her to dog price, which I think that's what the outright prices are telling us. Blankova's 5-1, to Vondrasova's 14-1. to one. So, I mean, they know they're playing qualifiers there. My guess is the books have already got that lined as a dog. So um, got that one circled. Right. That's wild. Because it... If they're playing each other in the second round, it's not like the path for one is is dictating that outright price being higher. They are suggesting they're both going to be favorites in their first round match, and they're both going to be, um, you know, they're both going to make the second round. So the discrepancy there suggests we're going to get plus money on Vondrasova. I'm very excited for that opportunity. Um, next match, we got Barthel playing Begu. What do you think, Spread? Any thoughts on on what this line might be, or whether you'll have some action here? I don't think I'll have action. My Off the top of my head, I would think that they would make uh, you a slight favorite. Um, but I'm not really identifying an edge here. I see that Begu, um, one, they've played once. They played in Seoul last year, and Begu was able to, to beat her. Um, neither of them have really been that impressive as of late, so it's not like you're riding a hot hand going into here. Uh, I don't really see a lot of an edge, but... Um, for my bracket, I picked Begu. That's interesting. I've got Barthel in my yeah. bracket, and I, I'm looking forward to maybe getting her at plus money. What do you think, Jorge? Uh, I think we're going to – this to me, uh, we were talking about this match as well before the before we uh, started recording. I think this is something I'd see lined minus 120. Begu, um, even money Barthel. I'd lean Barthel. I just I can't stand how she disappears for not you know a three game stretch. I mean like five and six game stretches. She just disappears and Begu's you know she's a, prefers clay, but he, she's got a decently big game. She's got an okay serve. Like she can play indoors. Um, she's not going to hit as aggressively as Barthel. She can hit hard, but she won't be as aggressive with it. Um, uh, I would I would think Barth will be a slight dog, and I think that's where it should be. I think she's probably more comfortable on indoor hard courts or would expect to win that match in her own mind. But her inconsistencies, if she gives away four or five games, that's you give away a set to Begu in a close match. You know, you've got to win two out of two, <laughs> right? If, it, if it's a coin flip match and you give away a third of the sets, you are way behind the eight ball. And I feel like Barthel is much more prone to do that than Begu is. So I would just stay away from that match, and I think – um, even if you give me plus 130 on Barthel, I would I would need a bigger number. Yeah, I agree. I would be looking for something at least like in the plus 150, plus 160 range. And for some reason, they seem to price Begu like she's a little better than she is. So I wouldn't be totally surprised if we see that. Um, 
that'll be an interesting line once it, once it opens. The final matchup, we've got uh, second seed here on the bottom, Kirsten Flipkins playing Rodina in the first round. Um, what do you think this will be? Flipkins a pretty big favorite, Jorge? Yes, um, but I, I think we could see an upset here. I think there could be some value on Rodina, and this is another reason why I love the Vondrasova outright, was one of the better players in her half and, and a good indoor player doesn't have the easiest first round. I'm not saying that Rodina is going to win, but I do believe that you can make a case for it. And if she comes through uh, over Flipkins, I mean, Vondrasova is, and anyone in the bottom half, I think you see their outright price uh, completely depreciate, completely deflate and, and lose value. So um, this is one of the matches I have circled as, as you know, especially with a Vondrasova outright ticket. I'm hoping that uh, <laughs> that this is one of the upset alerts in the first round. What do you think, Spritz? Should we watch for Rodina for an upset? I mean, that would require her to be basically turning things around. She hasn't won at all this year, um, lost in her first round in each um, each tournament she's played so far. She lost to Vondra Silva at the uh, Australian and lost to Begu at Wawin. Um, so her last win was over uh, Diaz in Shenzhen. And uh, I guess that was that could count as this year. That was, uh, well, that, was before the, that was before the break. That's last year. Yeah. Yeah, it loses to No, Shen- no, it was after the break. Oh, it, was, it was December 29th. It was qualifying for Shenzhen. Oh, you're right. The first tournament of the year. But, uh, yeah, I think that it would take a performance from Rodina that we haven't really seen yet so far this year um, for her to win. But at this level, um, you know, anything can happen, and it would be great for the outright if we could get rid of Flipkins here because I think that Flipkins um, in this uh, level of a field definitely poses a problem for any one of our outright picks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, I remember the the Begu Rodina match I had pegged as an over I loved. I was like, oh, this is going to go over. I think it goes three sets. These women can both serve. You know, we're going to see, you know, 6-4, match. It was 6-2, six, 6 love. <laughs> that was one where it's like, yeah, no, this wasn't a bad beat. This was a complete misread. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the Vondrasova match, I, I, that was my first max bet of the season. I remember that from the Aussie Open. Um, I loved that matchup. And that, that was a tough matchup for Rodina who was in that match 6-3 in that first set was a lot closer than the scoreline indicates um it was a second match where she took over and schmidlova is not a terrible loss either i mean i think like flipkins is better than schmidlova better than begu especially indoors um and probably about the same level as allison risk who she lost to in shenzhen so yeah i mean i'm not saying she should be favored um but i think that you know if we could finally get her to show up this season this is the match we want her to do it for you know Good news, Jorge. And another quick note is Rodina did beat Flipkins in Seoul last year. Um, That's so she interesting. She know how to beat her, and she's went on clay in 2017, so she has a 2-0 head-to-head against Flipkins. I think we'll be on the sideline cheering hard for, for Miss Rodina, but good news for you, Jorge. Jeannie Bouchard breaks in the oh! second set. She's up 6-3, 4-2 serving now. Looking pretty Damn good it, against Vera Lapko. I was just, you read my mind. I was sitting here, I'm watching on WTA TV, which I think has been geo-restricted in Canada, but somehow I think because I'm still a member that I can get in through going dash live. Uh, anyway, watching on WTA TV, and uh, I was just about to say, I was like, yes, let's go. You know, I was about to drop that update. We're watching Genie. Uh, subscribers are on minus three games in this one. I think that uh, Lapko is a solid player, but Genie's 
has added steadiness and consistency to her game. I say this as she goes down above 30 with an unforced error. Um, but <laughs> that consistency will drive Lapko, is driving Lapko crazy today. And it's not like Jeannie can't hit the ball either, right? She's turned into a real well-rounded player. This was the player that got to number five in the world. So um, intently hoping, uh, watching and hoping that she uh, closes this out. And even if Lapko comes back and wins this at 7-6, as long as she wins by a break in the next set, we should be all right. I did tail that minus three, so I'm on board as well. It's it's going to be very good and hopefully a, a nice win after just a brutal start to the day. Um, so before I recap our outrights here in Budapest, anything else from you guys? That's about it. Go Marquetta. That's right. <laughs> so full unit here on Vondrusova, fourteen to one. Um, Sersteya, fourteen to one for a full unit, and Potapova at thirty-three to one for half a unit. And we'll see if we can get somebody in that bottom half in the final. And um, have a great week, everybody. Yeah, and before uh, spread signs off, um, <laughs> we talked about uh, anything to add before we started. I forgot. Congratulations to spread hitting one of our uh, our first outright of the year on Elise Meritons last week at a big number. So let's keep the streak rolling. That's right, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm hoping we're able to do it. Beautiful. All right, gentlemen. Well, good luck in all your wagers. <laughs>